Hello, podcast people. Welcome to another episode of E2E, <laughs> or Entrust to Entrust. Not equipped to equip. Yes. There was a moment there when it was like, am I doing this? You doing this? Who's doing this? Let's do this. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> I'm David Sandy. I'm with me are Christine Foley and Aiden Carson. What's up, everybody? Hello. Christine's standing up. <laughs> now she's I'm sitting, sitting down. down. These are yes. the details you have to throw in because, like, they're just listening. You know, and you only hear our voice. We could, we could be on a cliffside. For it's all you true. Know. We should yeah. do that. That'd be really if, fun. If we <laughs> could record this podcast anywhere, where would you record it? Here? No. I want to record <laughs> it on the rim. Yeah. Oh, Tano rim is too. Yeah, that's okay, so just about fun. thirty minutes outside of Payson, Arizona. You will find probably the coolest place in the world. It's not touristy packed. It's beautiful cliffs overlooking the greenest forest you'll see. And we all go together once a year. Yes. Jump off. No. We've been doing it since we were little. <laughs> yeah. And we well, we climb down it now. <laughs> it's yeah. true. We, yeah. I was telling a friend about this. He's like, what, did you guys just like start getting bored when you go? <laughs> we're at this place so much and eventually some adventurous people notice little ledges below the ledge and then you yep. just kind of... It's exactly the perfect example of like a slow fade, man. It, it <laughs> is. Yeah, it's like a... So, yeah, if you don't know what the Mogollon Rim is, go ahead and look it up. But it's like this giant cliff and it just goes straight down. But we we decide to climb down it. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. Every it's year. dangerous, and we love it. It's like the Christian life. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's dangerous, and we love it. Guys, I would. What if we recorded it in like Hawaii? That'd be ooh cool. ooh. Remain Hawaii. trip to Hawaii. <laughs> remain, remain budget. <laughs> if you would we, like to fund this trip, <laughs> yeah. If you want to donate to the remain My budget, the eating. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh man. Have you seen those people that put their Venmos on their cars? Yes. Oh my goodness. And then if they if get it's money. a newlywed, I think it's kind of cool, though, right? Like yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Some people actually get money. I had some friends that got a ton of money from it. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. A hash- hashtag life hacks. <laughs> hashtag Venmo swag. Venmo on your car. Well, today <laughs> we are. We are here not to talk about Venmo and money, but instead we have to talk about the root of all evil. We get to talk about the Bible and God's word and what it means in our lives. Yeah, that's my favorite to talk about. I'm I'm sitting up now. Let's go. So today we're today our topic is trials, suffering, and pain. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's so fun. (laughs) 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 I like how we're all so slap happy and we're about to have a convo about trials it's it's yeah. gonna be a good time yeah but It'll be good. so the first thought that i really had when thinking about trials and and suffering i guess should we start with the definition yeah trial it's equal problem yeah so when we as christians say oh i'm going through a trial right now what does that mean going through something hard something that feels kind of stormy in your life doesn't feel good Ooh, i want to i want to like expand word it. picture there yeah um it's not even just Christians who go through trials, yeah. man. Um, everyone goes through trials. Everyone has problems. So, so I'd say even broader than just believers, yeah? <laughs> but I would say that a trial involves people watching, mm. right? If you like think the like Olympic a, trials. Exactly. What a fun time. A trial is going through something difficult while someone watches you to mm. see how you do. Okay, I like that a lot better. If we're using that definition, then definitely probably more in the scope of Right, because when you think about, like, you could just go through suffering. Right, because everyone has that. Suffering is just having a hard time, and it's you. But when we think about trials as Christians, we're talking about how we perform, how we act, how we think when we go through that suffering. 
Yeah, and I think something interesting too is there can be that common misconception that Christians shouldn't go through trials. Right? Mm. It's like, well, I came to know Jesus, and now everything's gonna be perfect. But so flew off into the sunset, and that <laughs> was it. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. Whereas, but yeah, go ahead. But Jesus says the opposite. Yep, that's what I right? was just gonna say. He says there will be trials, and like, <laughs> and like Paul says, don't be surprised when. You face fiery, fiery trials. trials. That's fiery actually James. Trials. Oh, James. James, sorry. Yeah, I think yeah. all of them, though, to all some extent, say everyone it. says yes. something about trials. It's consistent, you know? yeah, throughout yeah. all the New Testament Don't writers, even the Old surprised. Testament writers. Yeah. Yeah. You look at the Bible, you see a bunch of crazy things happening. And um, I'd love to talk about that more. But oh. first, I want to ask a question. So I was going to ask a question before we got into the definition. Here is the question. The question is what are the questions that we ask? When we go oh, through this is good trials or suffering. Why? Why is kind of the biggest first one, isn't right. it? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of like, I, I would almost say, maybe, especially with believers, but even with people who maybe don't yet know Christ, mm-hmm. like the sometimes you ask why at the person or the circumstance, but I think there's this like extra, there's certainly this extra dimension of like, why God kind of yeah. to some extent. And I think you even see that in scripture. Um or, but you got to keep reading. Yeah, or God, how could you allow this? I think of... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, I think a really common one you hear is, uh, why does a good God allow bad things to happen? Mm. Very, very interesting question. Yeah. I, um, oh, go for it. <laughs> I heard something really interesting um, about trials. Jesus went through a lot of trials, you know? Oh, yes. Like, the first one that I think of is Jesus being led into the desert. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it said in the yeah. spirit led him into the desert. God led Jesus like into that trial, you know, yes. where he was going to be fasting for a long period of time where he was going to be tested through mm-hmm. multiple things. God brought him there. You know, it's kind of an interesting perspective to think about because sometimes we don't see the lessons in the trials. I think uh, maybe a good word to think of or good picture, I guess, would be the idea of testing or exams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as as synonyms for trials, right? It's That's a it's, good way to think about it. It's a test of your character. It's a test of your faith in Jesus. Um, it, yeah. And a trial doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. Right. Right. Like I think yep. of Job. Mm-hmm. He was considered a righteous man, an yep. upright man that loved the Lord. But God still allowed him to go through many trials. Yes. Right? Very it big trials. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. If right. you're going through something really hard, you're not yes. being punished by God. Yes. Right? But God use it, can use different things, things that are hard to, one, to refine us. To, so make us more like him to make him make us more like Jesus, but he can also do them to like teach us different yeah. things too, which is ultimately it's, to help us I, look like I him. I think about but school, right? Yeah. You, you're doing well in school. You get exams, you get tests, you get quizzes. It's not because you've done something wrong. It's to see how well you are doing, right? Mm-hmm. It's to test, to see if you've been paying attention to see if you're ready for life, to see if you know the right thing to do. And I think there's another layer to think about outside of all of it is that like the world that we live in, like by nature, by our choice is sinful and broken. Like Mm -hmm. bad things happen because we chose to go 
our own way. We chose to think that, hey, we can do it better yes. than yeah. God who created us to be with him. So it's like, ultimately, we have we have chosen this. Like, we are sinful at birth. Um, so, like, I mean, there are bad things out there. Like, that is inevitable because sin has entered the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, you know, for those who have Christ, we, we have this hope. And ultimately, I think in trials, an uh, interesting perspective, and I want to bring up Job again, is that when Job finally did speak after all this crazy stuff happened to him, if you if you haven't read it, it's basically just a book of how this guy who, who is righteous, fearing God, suffered through a lot. He had a lot of things taken. A lot of people close to him died. And he speaks in Job 3, and he says, like, eventually he gets to this spot where he says, naked I came into this world, and naked yes. I returned. Like, ultimately, we're in this spot where it's like, we didn't actually deserve anything that we've been given and i think trials are such a good reminder to us it's like hey yeah this this life is is not it but ultimately we have one who is good behind it like mm-hmm. god is there god is working like you guys just said it, it grows us it makes us better it helps us to see life accurately i think that there is problems here that we are messed up um yeah like yeah. the world is this is not our home this is not like how it's supposed to be, but we have this hope in, in Christ that he makes us new on the inside and, and he will restore everything fully later one day when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. So one of the things that we have to face, right, are these questions. Even Job had some questions for yeah. God. Yeah. Job, David, um, the list is long of men who have oh, asked questions. Everyone's and asked why. So when I think about these questions, right, why God, how could you, if mm-hmm. you were good, why would you allow this? They all hinge on our trust in yeah. God and our yeah. trust in his plan. Um, and so my question would be, what do we need to have that trust that, that endures through trials? What, what do we need to have the trust that endures through trials? I think when we're going through a trial, it's really easy to ask why. I think mm-hmm. it's natural to ask why. Because you want to know why. why. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, why am I going through this, God? Like, why are you letting me go through this? And I think we need to learn to, we understand, need to understand that there's purpose in the trials and we need to trust that God has a plan. We need to know who God is. Mm-hmm. You know, we're yeah. never fully going to know who he is, you know, because he's infinite and we're finite. But when we have relationship and communion with him, we get to know him more and we see in his character that God is good. He does know bad, you know, Mm -hmm. he does know evil that he can be trusted and we can trust that he's going to take care of us. So it starts with building that foundation, right? Yes. And understanding the authority of God. Mm -hmm. I think we had a conversation in my family about what it means to trust God and what it means to, to truly have that, that knowledge of who he is. And it does come down to knowing God. Like if you do a trust fall, right? With your friends, you're with your friends and you do a trust fall exercise. It shows that you know the person well enough that you, number one, believe that they will choose to catch you and two, that they have the strength to catch you. And when you're going through a trial, you need to know that God is good enough to carry you through that. And also to trust that he has the power to give you the strength to, to, yeah. to go through that. Psalm 23 speaks volumes to that, <laughs> to how you know how to trust Favorite God. Passage. It is It is so good because it. this is David, right? And, and I like reading the Psalms because, 
you can read historically about what David went through in in First Samuel, I believe, mm-hmm. um, in the Old Testament, and then you can see him pouring out his heart in a lot of these psalms. And twenty three just talks about how God is a good shepherd; he leads us to the meadows where things are good. He has good in store for us. But he acknowledges, even though I walked through, this is probably one of the most famous Old Testament verses. It's been quoted in songs. This is thousands of years old, and yet it's still so relevant today that even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. God's rod, his staff, it comforts me. There is some comfort in knowing the one who created us in those trials. And I think I like that you guys said, we need to not be afraid to ask questions. We need to not be afraid to come before God, but we also need to receive the comfort that he is going to provide us. God mm-hmm. comforts those who are in trials. David also writes, the Lord is close to those who are brokenhearted. He yeah. heals those who are crushed in spirit. I think yeah. I like that too. It's, you're walking through the valley still. You're still walking through the trial, but you know that God is with you. So when you cry out to God, it doesn't always mean he's going to take away the right. trial, right? Because there. there's, yeah. there's purpose in the trial. Mm-hmm. There's purpose in it. Even when we can't see what it is, you know, maybe it hasn't been revealed yet, but we still need to remain steadfast and keep our eyes on the Lord. I keep, I keep thinking since we've been talking about Peter walking on water, Right. So like Jesus was on one side of the lake. Right. And he's overlooking the Sea of Galilee. Right. Jesus is looking over the Sea of Galilee and the disciples are on a boat on their fishing boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. And then um, and then fast forward, um, Jesus is like coming towards them. And then Peter's like, Lord, if if it's you, tell me to come or tell me what to do. And he says, come. And then Peter takes a step. Right, mm-hmm. and then he takes another step, and then he takes another step. Don't I don't know how many steps he took, <laughs> but <laughs> he took <laughs> my a series head, of steps. It. At least he's taken a couple steps, right? <laughs> he was and far he's enough from the boat. Keeping his eyes on yeah. Jesus, right? Yes. So that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to keep our focus on the Lord. We're supposed mm-hmm. to keep our hearts and our eyes fixed on Him. And then the second that Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, he started to sink, right? And he started to spiral and he started to go downhill. Another story that I think of real fast um, is when Jesus calms the storm. Right when they're on the in the sea yeah, of Galilee, yeah, and he's falling asleep. The disciples, yes. yeah, they're waking yeah. up. They're panicking. They're looking at all the waves and whatever's going on. They're like, "We're gonna die!" Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and Jesus is like, "Peace." <laughs> he's like, "Stop!" Like yeah. to the storm, you know. And they, they cried f- out to God. They were focusing on the lake and the wind and instead of the God him. who was in the boat, who made them both. Right, and and in both in all those scenarios, like Jesus is right there. Within, I mean, like physically, yes, but also like we as Christians, we have the hope that when we ask him into our heart, you know, we have the Holy Spirit who's right there with us. And like Jesus is still so very much present in these struggles, in these trials, because there is that hope. There is that promise. Um, And just like David wrote back then, like God is right there beside us. It's not that I like what you said, Christine. It's not that he takes the trial away. It's that he is right there with us in it. And I think the biggest answer to that question that we we've brought up a couple times of like why if god is good why do bad things happen why why is there like a disconnect here i i heard someone say this and i think it's a very good question to ask back at it like why would god create a world in which he suffered Mm. you have to understand that jesus is walking right beside you like that is really true and he has literally done it. he has gone actually before us too he has already suffered god himself suffered yeah 
took the penalty for us and like in that bringing us back to him like we have to understand that jesus is never going to call us to something that he hasn't already done he's not out there like oh man david uh I can't take this one, so it's on you. <laughs> Here comes this trial. Like, that's not the God that we serve. The God that we serve is, hey, I have done this. I have walked through this. And, and actually, I've seen so much more hurt. He has taken the full weight of sin on himself and paid for that. And he beat that. And it was tested in every way, Hebrews 4.16, that he was tested in every way, yet he did not sin. Amen. And that's the hope that we have to in Christ, is that as we keep our focus on Jesus, he will direct those steps, just like Peter on the water. Like, he will point us the right way to go. Amen. Yeah, a good reminder of that is Philippians 4. You know, um, Philippians 4 really stands out yeah. to me talking about not being anxious because i know in trials oh, yeah. i get really anxious i'm an overthinker i overthink everything <laughs> like everything and then i get like super stressed about it and like <laughs> and my dad's like christine just don't worry about it <laughs> i'm like but i can't help it you know but i can help it right jesus can help it um i think of philippians 4 um jesus or paul i guess but we're not supposed to Jesus is telling us, but Paul is telling us um, not to be anxious <laughs> about anything. <laughs> right. Sorry. Um, but in s- everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. It's such a beautiful passage. And it goes on. And Paul says, think about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is there's a whole list. Right. Um, but it's such a cool thing that we find peace in the authority of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, there's peace in the authority of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what's so beautiful. There's not peace in the authority of Christine, David, or Aiden, yeah. or Pastor, whoever. You know, <laughs> there's only peace in the authority of Christ. Yeah, and right. that's how we stand firm in the midst of a trial and how we keep our focus. And And when we say, God, how can you do this? God, why are you? Why are you allowing this? We're saying that our authority, we know better than God, mm-hmm. right? And we're robbing ourselves of that peace he gives. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and God loves us. That's at the heart of all of it. And and God is good. And our focus needs to be there. I love that. Everything yeah. that was just said. I want to kind of turn it to a little bit like of practicality now, yes. right? So, I mean, we you have this perspective, right? That mm-hmm. we've really firmly established. Like, yes, life gets shaky. Trials come. There's purpose. We've really mentioned that. Um, and there is Jesus who we need to keep our eyes on and, and who ultimately is, has a hold of us first, right? He's already won it. It's, it's not that we have to go do, do, do. But as we are going through life and living, and I think even if you have like personal examples of how you combat just this ebb and flow of like a trial, like the, the waves like during a trial, how do we do that? It's a good question. It is a very good question. I would say first and foremost, knowing, be aware that you're not alone, Mm. right? And in a trial, it's easy to be walled in by the, the things that are going on, the feelings you're feeling, the, the pain, the suffering, emotional or physical, and to feel alone in it, to feel surrounded by that and nothing else. Yeah, and I mean, and Scripture speaks to that, too. Mm-hmm. They're like, be aware that believers everywhere are suffering through the same right. thing. I think I cut you off a little bit. You have yeah, to say. but to know that, first and foremost, God is with you in that. Yeah. And second, it's expected. It's normal. It's part of the broken world we live We're in. We promised it, yep. Right. 
and to to find joy in his presence to find to find peace in his being there right and i guess maybe the third thing would be to realize that even though it's hard now god can use that you get this opportunity to at the very least share a story of how god sustained you through yeah. this or mm-hmm. to totally. to find better empathy with others who are suffering in that moment um, to be able to take the comfort that he gives in that moment and to share it with others, right? To have a, a future focus, right? Of it's hard now, but God, you are still here and God, you will get me through this. Yeah. I would also just say like, stay faithful. Do like, like just do the normal things like continue reading scripture that's how mm. you find joy in God's presence. Like I, I, it was said to me once I was talking to a friend who was going through like a similar trial, just like, Hey, how's, how's your time with the Lord been? He's like, even when it's hard, I've kind of just made up my mind in advance. Like I'm going to continue to read scripture. I'm, I'm not going to stop just because like, it's hard right now. Like don't put God at arm's length. And I think one of the easiest ways we do that is by neglecting his word. So continue to read the Bible, even if it's hard, even if it doesn't seem very desirable. Um, Because I've certainly been there and made both decisions where like I have not read the word and it it just sets things further off and it just makes you more miserable, more depressed. Whereas when I do open God's word, when I do ask, Lord, comfort me here, like you get to those passages, like God's word is living and active. God will speak to you through that. The comfort is there. And I like what you said, David, recognize you're not alone. I think that also means bringing other believers into the situation. Like God has given us a community, a church for a reason. And that's like something you definitely want to be a part of to love Jesus more, to keep your eyes on him and to bring others with you. That's exactly the heartbeat of the church. So sometimes we, we use this example every now and then, like the, the time when Jesus um, healed a guy on the mat, his friends carried him in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we are the friend who is carrying another friend through a trial. And sometimes we're on the mat. Like sometimes we just have to be okay letting other people comfort us, letting other people bring words of wisdom and, and always good to just have other people listen as well. Um, So those interactions are super important. Yeah. I was going to piggyback off of that community aspect. It's important to know you're not alone. Like both of you said, and to Reach out to someone that knows the word that will point you to truth, you know, and it's a, it, it's, it's, it's just important to be able to have those people around you because God said it's not good for man to be alone. You know, it's not good for <laughs> yep. us to be isolated. No man is an island, you know, no yeah. person is an island. Don't put yourself in a little box. And w- as for the word, sometimes it feels like we have to force feed it to ourselves mm-hmm. you know and that's okay just just do it you, you need to eat <laughs> you know <laughs> i think i read that um, i read in a book once that like god sustained the israelites through manna like not every day was the most glorious right super yeah 20 feet deep nugget but but days it certainly is mm-hmm. like, sometimes you definitely get there and we need those moments but sometimes it is just continuing to sustain you continue to refocus oh yes th- this is what god has in store Absolutely. God has so much. He promises to give us life and life to the fullest. And I think when you truly dig into those promises, dig into scripture, you'll find that, it, yeah, it, it really is life to the fullest. It's beyond what we can think or imagine. It's it's something that 
he provides, which is just so much greater. That's where trust is, knowing that yeah. hey, what God says is what he says, and it exactly. is true. And I think as you go through trials, as you experience things, you'll find that more. I certainly have. There are so many, so many examples of things that I thought would be it, right? For me, one of those things was soccer. I thought, man, if I can just get to this team with soccer, if I can just get to this level, I'll be good. I'll have, quote, quote, made it, right? And God has closed some of those doors, and it prompts all the questions. What's happening? What direction am I going? Why is this happening? And sometimes it just took waiting and seeing, continuing to stay faithful in the word. And like God has completely done so much better than I can think or imagine. And one of the, one of the things that he's definitely bought out of it was the ability to host a, a good friend as an exchange student from Australia. Yes. And I actually, as we're recording this, I'm just one day back from that trip, mm-hmm. which uh, I actually just got to go visit him. And this has actually created like such a good friendship where he is actually following the Lord all the way over in Sydney, Australia, being faithful and encouraging me from there. And, and I'm encouraging him from here. And I could have never dreamed that if I was playing soccer, like that has so much more value than sitting third string on the bench of a soccer team. Yeah. Um, and I mean, not all trials are going to have that perfect silver lining here. There have been other trials where it's just, this is rough, but you get a more perspective on Christ through it. So God, God used a trial in your life to make a new relationship and be mutually encouraged in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Amen. With that, we are really out of time. The things of the world grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Yeah. It's also a song. (laughs) Wow. I thought it was an Aiden original quote. Well, we love you guys and we'll see you in or listen to us in the next podcast. You will hear our voice soon. See ya. Farewell. (laughs)